Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. Producer Ian, drop that beat. What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Game, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. For the first time, we are in person. Shouts out. With me today, I have Keone. What is up, everybody? It is good to speak to you on a better mic than normal. <laughs> so, on a non-mic interface <laughs> you can check me out on twitter at daydreamer keone and intern aaron is here today what's up guys uh you can follow me over on twitter at ajc underscore daydreamers check out all the articles we drop not just me but producer ian and keone as well and then you guys can follow me at jj daydreamers on twitter uh we got a few things to get over to go over today we got some news we got some start-sit questions and some DFS starters. So, let's get into the news. Bills tight end Dawson Knox broke a bone in his hand. He is expected to miss a few weeks. I mean, he was rolling into that streaming option. So, tough. Yeah. Move on. Uh, move on. I mean... I uh, think if you have the... Bench space now this week makes it a little more difficult with that. That if you have an IR spot or bench space, you should be keeping him. He's tight end three right now. Yeah. So when he comes back, he's a good option still. But I could understand if people have to cut him based on this week's yes, it's apocalypse. A, a brutal week. Based on what's going on, yeah. But yeah, yeah. use use that IR spot if you have it. Because that he is worth the IR spot. Yes. yes. Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Cleveland Brown. Browns is out for tonight's game. Case Keenum will get the start. Nick Chubb, running back, also out for the Browns. This Browns team is beat up. Odell Beckham Jr. also questionable going into tonight's game. I mean... And Jarvis Landry is still... On the IR. Yeah, okay. yeah. But soon he'll be back, though, right? Well, we're, we're hoping. Okay. But. Yeah. Do you do you think this? you can play anybody on this uh, Cleveland Browns team? Not with confidence. No. Okay. No. I mean, I would be looking at Dearness Johnson just because he's supposed to be the guy that's in line to get targets or Demetric Felton, like those two, but um, that's but pure. It's going to be one of those two, yeah. maybe, and you got to guess which one it's going to be. I mean, it's kind of the same situation you're looking at on the other side where it's Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Yeah, you have a little bit more production out of the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, right now there are no bad flex options at running back. Like they could be legit both top 20 guys this week. Mm, Given the nature of this week. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones? No. No? Not with uh, Baker Mayfield out. I'm not starting him. Fair enough. All right. And that'll do it for today's news. little short list there. It's a quickie. Yeah. Let's get into our start sit questions. These are questions that you guys have sent in to us. So if you want your question answered on the podcast, go ahead and send them to FF Daydreamers on Twitter or Day underscore Dreamer Media on Instagram. DM us there. 
yeah, slide into the DMs and uh, ask your questions. Uh, use the hashtag AskFDD, and uh, we'll be answering your questions. So let's get into them. Julio Jones versus Kansas City or Khalil Herbert at Tampa Bay? Keone, you want to you want to start us off? Yeah, this these are I think a good series of of questions, um, and they're all tough. So, but that's that's our job. Uh, so I think this is a like Khalil Herbert did great last week, but then again, Green Bay is not nearly the defense that Tampa Bay is, and so I think this is a rough week for him. And so it's a, but Julio, that's the thing. Julio might be injured and not play versus the terrible matchup. Yeah. So I think though, even though Julio got hurt last week, I think he had a decent amount of production for getting hurt. And so I think if he's able to play, I go with Julio just because the matchup is so much better versus Kansas city, which is an awful, awful defense, like the other end of the spectrum from Tampa Bay. So if Julio plays, then I'm going to go with him. And then obviously if he doesn't play, then go with Herbert. Yeah, yeah. If, if Julio's out, this one's obvious. But uh, Aaron, where do you go? See, I agree with Keone's logic of, you know, all the signs are pointing to being Julio Jones. But he missed a couple games with a hamstring injury already. Leaves this one early with the hamstring injury. I don't trust his ability to play a full game. Like, I don't think that, like, prime Julio, maybe a half of football is good enough to start him over anybody. But right now, I just don't think that that if he plays a half, he plays a quarter, you know, maybe he makes it through a whole game. But I think we know that Khalil Herbert is going to have a role even if uh, Damian Williams comes back. And it doesn't look like Damian Williams. He's still in the COVID uh, reserve list as of Wednesday night. So... It doesn't I mean, look like he's going to be coming back. Yeah, and even if he does, I think that Herbert's still going to have a role. We saw it when Montgomery uh, missed, left that game early. Um, both guys were involved, but Herbert had a lot of touches. Um, I think that this is going to be his game, especially since he's more of the, the scat back. He's a receiver more than he is running back, and I don't think that you beat Tampa on the ground. You beat Tampa through the air, which would be his specialty for that. So I'd mm-hmm. go Herbert. Yeah, I lean with Aaron on this one just because, yeah, who knows if Julio's going to play the whole game. Herbert will, I mean, barring any injury that happens during the game, will play the whole game. And he's the only running back really there. So even though Tampa Bay is really good, they're going to have to get Herbert the ball at least a little bit while Jones could, one, not even play, or if he does play, leave exit early in the first quarter. And then you're uh, you're kind of screwed. So I would go with the player who I think will get more touches on the day, and that's going to be Herbert. Could you just say not start either of them, or <sighs> I don't do know you feel you, confident I, enough through this bye week? I, I don't, don't know. know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you can. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you if you can't if you have other players, I would I would probably start someone else. Yeah, it's rough. All right, next question. Tim Patrick at the Cleveland Browns or Brandon Cooks at the Arizona Cardinals? Aaron? Uh, So I lean Tim Patrick on this one. Uh, I think that he is a better floor play option, which this week is probably the best bet you're going to get out of some of these guys. You look around, you see a lot of, you might see, uh, you know, 
Henry Ruggs or like Brian Edwards. Like those guys are not volume plays, but they're high upside plays. Tim Patrick uh, in five of his six weeks has scored between 11.2 and 12.4 fantasy points. He is consistent. It is not great consistency. It is average. But if you tell me that I can get 10 points out of a wide receiver, if I have CD lamb and Justin Jefferson on my team, and those are the, that's the guy I have to replace him with. I'll take Tim Patrick over uh, Brandon Cooks, especially since Brandon Cooks is going up against Arizona. Arizona has been very good on defense this year, and we don't know how much Houston is going to be just able to move the ball in this game. Like we could see quite a few three and outs or just a blowout early. I don't know if Cooks stays in the game long enough to be productive. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I go with Tim Patrick just because of consistency. He's been really good all season. And then uh, Brandon Cooks has kind of fallen off. He started off the season really, really well. But, I mean, I guess in the last game he got he got nine, recep- uh, nine receptions for on 13 targets, 89 yards. But that's only 8.9 fantasy points. Ah. He doesn't really get in the end zone. No, and he doesn't. Well, he has he has one touchdown on the, on the season. Houston is not getting in the end zone. That's yeah. the that's biggest thing. point. Yeah. I mean, he is pretty much the only receiver there. And but then, uh, uh, well, uh rookie wide receiver Nico Collins. Nico Collins. He was activated. Now, yeah. yeah. Oh. So even less uh, getting in the end zone for Brandon Cooks less than once. Uh, uh, so I'll go with Tim Patrick as well. Well then, so I think that defeats any arguments that I could have for Brandon Cooks if Nico Collins is going to be there sharing some of that because. Pretty much the only argument you can have for Brandon Col- or Brandon Cooks is maybe his target. He's a target monster, or he yes. can be. But if there's going to be another wide receiver in there to share the load, then there goes some of those targets at maybe at least like three or four. Yeah. And Nico Collins won't get a bunch, but if they are near the end zone, it could go to either of them. And I think Aaron brings up a good point because uh, consistency is great, and this is the week where it, it pays off because – in a week where you're just trying to scrape by with whatever you have, having somebody who is consistent and gets maybe only those 11 to 12 points, I will take those 11 to 12 points because those are almost guaranteed, especially against the Cleveland Browns team that is basically kind of like Frankenstein at this point or for this week. You know, they're just patched together yeah. with whatever they have left. So, yeah, I think we all agree, Tim Patrick, just because it's he's the super safe bet this week. Yeah, and I, d- I think uh, Brandon Cooks is just kind of a lesser. He is still consistent. I don't think he's a terrible play this week. I just uh, I would go with Tim Patrick over him. Yeah, take those points. Yep. All right, last up, Michael Pittman at San Francisco or T. Higgins at Baltimore. This one's really tough for me. I think I go Michael Pittman just because T. Higgins, there's so many wide receivers there. He's going to have to get in the end zone. I think Baltimore and Cincinnati, this is a, a high-scoring game. This is an in-division game that's going to be fought tooth and nail. But there's just there's just so many targets there. And T. Higgins hasn't been quite the same coming off the injury. Uh, Jamar Chase has really exploded while he was out. And so uh, Michael Pittman is the number one guy. In Indianapolis, he is Carson Wentz's favorite target as of now, and I think that will uh, that will stay that it'll stay that way. So, what are you guys taking? 
Uh, I'm going to also go with Pittman, although I have him like one spot higher than T. Higgins, so they're, they're are, they are really, really close. Um, I think the injury to T.Y. Hilton, I don't know if he's going to play or how much he's going to play, but he re-aggravated something. And so I think that's, you know, last week he didn't, uh, Pittman didn't have a great week, but again, it was against Houston, and we all know how T.Y. Hilton does against Houston. So I think this week with the potential, with the injury, that might shift back into Pittman's favor in terms of receptions and and pace possibly getting in the end zone, um, especially against a beat-up San Francisco team, even though they are coming off the bye. And I think I might disagree with you on this game being high-scoring for Baltimore and uh, Cincinnati. I don't think it's going to be like a shootout, um, even though I think it, it might have the potential because it is a yeah. rivalry game in the same division. But the way Baltimore played on defense last week and just controlled like the high power offense of the chargers, which I think is equivalent, if not better than the Cincinnati offense. I think that continues that carries over into this week. And I don't know if like, I think there are people who do will do well on Cincinnati, but that defense basically shut down the chargers. And I know they're like, they use the running game and stuff like that, but like Mike Williams or Keenan Allen didn't do well either. And, so I think it's going to be not necessarily one-sided, but more one-sided than you might think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I also go with Pittman. Um, I think he has the better matchup just because, Keone said, uh, Baltimore's defense played really well last week. I don't think they're necessarily as good as they looked last week. I think it's a little bit of a step up to the level of your opponent. We saw them play a really close game against Detroit. We saw them play a really close game against the Raiders and lose. Um the Colts, they got lit up the week before by Indy. So um, while I agree that uh, Pittman has a better matchup, I don't think this is a bad game for Higgins. For me, the not starting Higgins is purely based off, I don't think he's still fully healthy. And until we see him fully healthy, I don't think you can uh, confidently start him as like a wide receiver too. Like he's more of a flex option for me. Um, I think Pittman has looked great. Uh, that offense is picking up with Jonathan Taylor actually getting the ball and being effective. It makes the passing game a lot easier when you don't have, you know, eight guys in the box and you can move the ball down the field. Um, It gives Carson Wentz more time, which we know he needs. Like he's very, he's got jitterbug feet when he's in the pocket. He's just constantly moving. It's, you know, the last two years of playing in Philly, we'll do that to you. Mm. Um, So I think that just uh, Indy's offense taking a step forward, um, I believe that Michael Pittman would be the better play this week. All right. We all go Michael Pittman there. That'll do it for our start sick questions for the week. Let's move on to our DFS starters. So for those of you who don't know, DFS is daily fantasy sports. We do run a fan duel where you guys can come play for free with us. It's where you set a different lineup every single week, so it doesn't matter if you're 6-0 and or 0-6 right now. Come play with us. You get a new lineup every week. Lineups are reset. So uh, we're about to give you a couple players each that we think should be starts in DFS. Keone, you want to start us off? Sure. Who's your first player? So it's kind of not necessarily a tandem, but... It's it's more than one player because I think these guys are like pretty similar. And so it's either Matt Ryan or Tua Tagovailoa. 
Um, but I guess if I had to choose, I'd go with Matt Ryan because I think he has, I mean, both have great matchups and both had over 300 yards, 300 yards, 300 yards of passing last week. And they play each other, right? They do play each other. And both are coming off a game where they had higher than a 70% completion percentage, which is great. That's what you want for your, uh, quarterback. But I think what separates Ryan from Tua is I think Ryan has the better weapons. So he has Calvin Ridley, who hasn't done great this year, but that, that team just hasn't shown like been great this year. He hasn't lived up to the numbers that you would expect from him, but he's still a great wide receiver. Um, Kyle Pitts had an emergence in, um, in foggy old England. And so I think they're going to you know, utilize him more. And then Corderell Patterson, he's, he can catch the ball. From, from anywhere. So it's not like their running game, like their running game is also the passing game in a way. So that's, that's where he can go to any of those guys. Whereas I think Tua has maybe Jalen Waddle and then Mike Gusecki and then everybody else is, I'm not too comfortable with. And so I think, yeah, I go with Matt Ryan. Uh, he has a good value for not that much cost. All right. I like it. Uh, my first guy is Damian Harris, running back for the New England Patriots, and they play the New York Jets this week. Harris is uh, $6,800 on FanDuel. I think that's a pretty good price for him. He's leading the backfield, getting 60% of the team's carries. He scored three touchdowns this season, so one every other game. Uh is what it averages out to. Uh, he's averaging 13.5 carries per game right now. And like I said, they're playing against the Jets, who are not a, not a good rushing defense. Um, before the Chargers got beat up on Baltimore, they were, they were the worst, but now the Chargers are. And, I mean, yeah. I just think that Damian Harris definitely controls this backfield. I think that the Patriots will control this game meaning that they'll control it on the ground. Ramon J. Stevenson, not even a bad play. I don't think he might sneak into the end zone. Hopefully it'll be Damian Harris. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Damian Harris is going to get 18 touches or so. So Yeah, I mean, he's going to get his volume. It's yeah. just like every running back that plays for the Patriots. It's, okay, who's going to be on Bill's good side to get some end zone or red zone touches? Yeah. Yeah. All right. My first guy is Matthew Stafford. Um they get the love it, huh? Love it. Oh yeah, I love, I love this. They get the Detroit Lions. Now they're not going to Detroit, um, so that little you know slight bit of revenge game is not there. But I do think this is a little bit of a revenge game for Sean McVay. Mm. He gets to stare across the sidelines all game at Jared Goff and show him that he's winning this, this breakup so hard it's not even funny. This is what we could have been. Yes, he's like. He's sitting there, and he's just looking at me. He's like, yes, I chose to break up with you. And not only did I choose that, but I also upgraded. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is not mutually exclusive. No, this was not, like, a beneficial thing for both parties. This was, I chose to do this, and this is going to be better. And it's looked like that this year. Yeah. Uh, Stafford's 8100 on FanDuel. A little bit pricier than most of your other options, but I think this is going to be the um, little bit of the ass-kicking that uh, McVeigh has been playing for for quite a while here. I mean, yeah, I don't see how it's not uh, even the revenge game for Stafford. I mean, he wants 
to beat the Lions probably so bad. Oh, yeah. Just, what did you guys do to my career? You guys ruined my career it's, for so this many is, years. This is what it could have yeah. been. And now, so him and McVay both on the same side, just trying to destroy Goff in the Lions. And Jared Goff has been playing terribly. Ter- looked terrible, been playing terrible. Yeah. I mean, the only way, five only way it could have been sweeter was if it would have been in Detroit. Yeah. Because then he could have just given the metaphorical double bird yeah. to everybody there. Kind of like Calvin Johnson did. Oh. It's a retirement ceremony. Sudden retirement. Um, all right. Jimmy, who's, uh, who's another player you got Again, for us? I'm going to kind of cheat because I don't play by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it deserves that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> you, you got crickets over there? Unfortunately, no, I do not have crickets. That second one worked. What about a boo? I don't have a boo either. I can I can do a laugh, (laughs) but that's like an evil laugh. Just a little. I'm scared now. Yeah, got got me into the Halloween spirit. But speaking of of spookiness and all that sort of stuff, based off myth and lore, hail Hydra, as in the Hydra of Greek mythology, (laughs) because both both um. Josh Jacobs and Chuba Hubbard, by the way. Those are my two picks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should have led with that. Um, both of them are going to snake into top 10 fantasy performances this week. Um, as well, uh, and, and both they both have decent matchups. Um, in the majority of their games, they've gotten at least 10 touches on the ground, and then that's not including um, pass catches. So they're getting the ball quite a bit. And Josh Jacobs gets the ball more than Chuba Hubbard. But I think both of their offenses are geared with them as a major part of it. And Chuba Hubbard has kind of stepped up in the wake of Christian McCaffrey being gone. And I feel the Carolina Panthers are kind of, they've had two bad weeks, but Chuba Hubbard's done well in both of them. And I think they're going to be, they're pretty pissed off. Like I would be, you know, mad if, you know, coming off those two bad weeks. So I think they're going to come out and show like their offense, what they could have been like in the previous weeks. And I think they are both going to, unless your opponent is, is Heracles. I think they're both, (laughs) they're both going to do a good job of protecting your team from a loss, hopefully. But and I have Josh Jacobs slightly ahead, like two two spots ahead of Chuba Hubbard. But both are are great, and I had Damian Harris in there as well as yeah. like a holy like a trifecta, like a Cerberus or a <laughs> or a Hydra, the holy yeah. holy trinity, yeah. <laughs> the holy trinity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, the holy trinity as well of Cerberus heads to the dog protecting Hades and okay, and Josh Jacobs and Chuba Hubbard. I like it. My uh, second player, Jamar Chase. Leading this team in targets, receiving yards, and touchdowns. He's the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals and the reason I picked Michael Pittman over T. Higgins. He's $7,500 on FanDuel right now. He's leading the teams in snaps. He scored five touchdowns in six games. He's the wide receiver five right now, I believe, in half PPR. And, I mean... This man has perfected the deep route. The connection with him and Burrow is amazing. I mean, if I can start Jamar Chase every single week, I'm going to. He is all that he's been promised to be. Yes. I he's mean, living up to that hype. We literally saw 
Justin Jefferson last year, and everyone kept saying, "Just wait for Jamar Chase." And yeah, I, he's when I when I was doing the the pre-draft stuff, the um, our rookie whole, rookie articles and stuff. All, before even before that, like mm. the before the draft, the actual NFL draft, all that stuff. Everything I wrote about him this offseason was he is the guy. He he is that guy that mm. is worthy of a top five pick and will prove it. It might not be great this year, but it will be good enough to show. And, and it, it didn't start off great, but he started off scoring touchdowns. So mm. yeah. he's he's come into it where now he's getting the targets. Now he's getting the yards. He's still getting the touchdowns. He's getting the more predictable stats, yes. which is mm. cons- which is consistent. Seeing targets, touchdowns come and go. But if you can get eight to ten targets a week, you are going to put up numbers, especially if you also get the touchdowns. He also blocks. Yes, he see that? Does. that joke now, on that Joe Mixon run. Yes, that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I mean Joe Mixon did a great job slowing up just a little bit for Jamar Chase to get there, but Jamar Chase still got to make that block, and he does. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It helps that. Uh, he is playing with Joe Burrow, his college quarterback, so it, it didn't take that much time for them to get used to the game, to the NFL speed together. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Jamar Chase, start him up. Love it. All right, my second guy is Calvin Ridley. Uh, he comes in at $7,300 on FanDuel. I uh, missed his last game for personal reasons, and then they had the bye, so he gets a little bit of a, I don't want to know if, I don't know if I want to call it a mental refresher, but gets to, you know, Get his body refreshed. Gets two weeks off. Um, hasn't been performing to the standard that I think we all thought he would do, or that he thinks he's going to do. You know, he's a he's a top ten wide receiver level player. He's had that talent. He had it the last two years with Julio. I don't think that Julio not being there is the reason why he's not playing well now. I think it's just a little bit of this new offense hasn't clicked yet, and I think that this is the week that we see it kind of click. They get a nice, easy matchup with Miami. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played in this game. And I think On either that, side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is, this is going to be one of those 35, 38 matchups where it's okay. Who has the ball last because you can't stop the other team. Um, and I think that this is the week we see Calvin Ridley break out a little bit. The same reason why Keone um, picked Matt Ryan and Tua mm. Tungvalu earlier. Yes. I mean, yeah. Matt Ryan was my number one waiver wire ad yeah. for my article this week. It's like, look, not only is it you have five starting quarterback caliber players on by, but this is potentially the best matchup of the week. Yeah. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to go next just because mine's of going off. I have the Rams DST. Aaron kind of went over Matthew Stafford, and he thinks – and I feel the exact same way going against Detroit – Jared Goff is a product of his environment, and this Detroit Lions environment is bad. Jared Goff, bad. Garbage. Garbage. I mean, yeah. Just this game could be over really soon. This Rams defense. I think everyone on this Rams team is going to be playing for Sean McVay. They all feel like they have something to play for this week, especially. Um, So... I'm going to be starting the Rams defense. And not mm. only just that, but let me add this in real quick. We saw a, another reunion of sorts earlier this year. Um, Tom Brady going back to New England. Who knows the quarterback better than the guy that had been coaching him the previous, I don't know, you know, 19 years yes. in the case of Brady Belichick. Sean McVay was in meetings with Jared Goff for years. Knows how to scheme open things to make him look like a Super Bowl winning, potential winning quarterback. Yeah. 
if there's one guy that I would trust to be able to scheme up a defense yeah. to stop him, it would be the guy that tr- that made him look like a Super yeah. Bowl winning quarterback for two years. So another reason to put it all in on the Rams DST this week. Yeah. I thought it was a little obvious, so that's why I jumped. No, in no, front no of it, it's Sorry fair, and it that. is. It is like if we're going to go geographically, it is like the epitome of like Beverly Hills versus Eight Mile. <laughs> like it, you can't get a better yeah. analogy than that this this week. Very true. <laughs> yeah, that one deserved that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, so breaking away from that, and to a certain extent, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. Uh, so never more, never more. Mark Andrews is knocking on your fantasy door. <laughs> I have him as <laughs> I have him as the tight end two for this week because he is the tight end two. And um, but how did he get there? He got there by being the Mark Andrews of of old. He is a big part of this offense, and he is starting to get touchdowns, which is you know what people drafted him for because in the last two weeks he has three touchdowns. But on top of that, he is a target machine. He leads the lead, he leads the team in targets. And he has the second most catches in the league for a tight end, and he's tied for the most yards at the position. So Mark Andrews is looking like the top-tier tight end we all thought he could be, and it's really helped that this offense has found its passing game. Yeah. So Mark Andrews. It's helped my uh, dynasty team. I need it. <laughs> need that help. It has helped every league in which I have drafted Mark Andrews. Yeah. In some leagues, I've stacked him with Lamar. So. That's a that's a nice stack right there. Yeah, Mark Andrews, it feels good because he's finally getting in the end zone. So Yes. All right, and then my last guy is Leonard Fournette. Comes in at 7,000 in FanDuel. Uh, the Bucks get a nice little matchup here of Chicago, who has performed, I would say, slightly better than we might have expected just because, you know. Defensively? Yes. Okay. Uh, Offensively, they're still a mess, but... I mean, defensively, they've, you know, they've looked okay. You don't expect a lot when they're going up against top guys like, you know, Rodgers and Brady. But I think that this may be a quick little, you know, boat race game where the Bucks end up, you know, 15 to 20 points up at halftime. And we see a lot of Leonard Fournette and a lot of them trying to effectively milk the clock. Yeah. And that's kind of what they did last week against Philly. And he finished let me double check here i believe he finished as a uh top three guy he was a he was running back three last week yeah. so i think we could see um a lot a lot of what we saw last week uh going forward this week so i think he's a good uh good start especially at that price yeah i agree with that and surprisingly enough leonard fournette running back 13 on the season right now i mean it's almost like if they commit to a running back that running back's that good. running back's <laughs> going to be good. It's just if Bruce Arians would actually commit to a running back instead of it's and it seems to be Leonard Fournette right now. So yeah. I mean, at least he's doing it right now. Yes. So thank for the, you for the time being. Yeah, so Bruce, Bruce Arians but. is not being a bitch. Completely take that back. Yeah, I don't know if that's for the time the, being. For the time being, as far as running backs go. Yeah, as far as running backs go. Yeah, because Chris Godwin. Guy. What are we doing here? Maybe that's his costume for Halloween. Not being a bitch. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, uh, find us there. Rate, review, um, tell a friend because that really helps. 
You guys can find all of our content at daydreammedia.com. Aaron, you got articles coming out Tuesdays. Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Fridays. Keone. Friday articles. Friday as well articles. As Ian. Producer Ian, you got Friday articles coming out as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do them. I, <laughs> I, I do them. They're, they're not going great, but I do them right now. So Still far, so far what we've, we've found for producer Ian is, um, when he writes his article, you just read it. You take that in the back of your head and then you just maybe fade producer <laughs> Ian and it works out. I, he does, he does good with what, with what he knows. All right. The, He's got the technology. The logic is there. I look always. it up. The logic is always there, but it's just not hitting, it's, it, which it, is why it's hitting because fantasy football is not logical. Yeah. And uh, you guys got anything else to plug? Uh, be on the lookout for the FanDuel notification we'll send out. Uh, we'll send it out from the main account. We'll all retweet it from our own accounts. Get in there. Uh, join can, us, yeah. Yeah, join us. See if you can beat us. Uh, so far, we've had a couple... couple uh, lucky people come in and, and, yeah, we'll, yeah, and we'll beat us. With, we'll go with that. Um, and if you do beat us, feel free. Tag us on Twitter. Yeah. We had the last guy that did that. You know, tagged us and asked us how he did, and we gave him some praise. Told me beat us up pretty well, yeah. so we'll shout you out if you beat us. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm gonna say if you're solely listening to this on the like your podcast or just as a podcast, we do a live stream on Twitch with uh, where there's content before and after the uh, the podcast with, and because we're now probably gonna be in person a, f- um, a few times. Uh, where there's going to be some shenanigans. So <laughs> it's, it's, are we going to see a live in-person magic trick? Uh, we will promise it. It is happening. He, he can't hide. <laughs> he, can't, he can't just, just walk, walk away, away from away. the camera. Yeah. Just, we're going to shut the doors. Yeah. So. yeah. so thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, tell your friends and always stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.